Welcome to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman, where the discussion is about the challenges and opportunities that people face when communicating with the opposite gender. Brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Judy Hoberman. Good afternoon and happy Monday. You know, Monday at noon central is my favorite time of the week because I get to spend my lunch hour with all of you and talk about things that can and will make a difference on our show, Selling in a Skirt. Now, at the beginning and the end of each year, I sit down and I review everything I've done, everything I am doing, and everything I plan to do, and sometimes I dream about being more like this person or announcing more of my accolades like that person or sharing my entire personal life like this other person. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that if I try to be like someone else, I won't be me. And I really do like me. So rather than think I'm settling to be me, how about if I figure out who I am and just be myself? Well, that's the topic of the day, and I'm excited to share what I've learned and bring in some experts who knew just what it's like to be yourself. Now, many years ago, I had a major producer that worked for me, and he wrote so much business that we were certain he didn't sleep and he didn't eat. And we'll just call him Sam. Instead, he had a system and he was very diligent about getting things done. And the results were amazing. Well, I recruited another producer to the business and we'll call him Adam. And he too was just getting it and had a goal to stay neck and neck with my number one producer. Until one week, he had no business to turn in. And when I asked what happened that week, he said he had a lot of tire kickers, meaning people that just didn't make decisions, and that happens in sales more than we'd like to admit, but he was sure that next week would be better. Now, the second week of no business made my antenna go up, and this time it was, well, no one qualified for the policy, but the next week would be better. Well, week number three came and went, and again, he had another explanation. And so I stopped and I asked if he had changed anything in his presentation or his conversation or anything at all. And he assured me nothing changed. And that was just a little hiccup. Well, if you know anything about sales and especially commission-based sales, you know that if you don't write business, you don't make any money. And I knew that Adam had a family to support. So I pressed the issue just a little bit more. And lo and behold, he told me that he decided to be more like Sam. Now, Adam was six to three. And when he walked into a room, you felt his presence. He also had a head of hair that made women jealous, but he was like a big puppy with big paws. Sam was 5'8", and he looked like he stepped out of GQ and was very polished. Both had amazing qualities, but they were so opposite in everything that I almost laughed out loud when he said that he decided to be more like Sam. I asked him to show me what that looked like, so he did Sam's swagger walk and spoke like him, but it was like watching a bad accident. You know, you shouldn't watch, but you can't help it, so you continue. Well, the problem was that you could see that Adam was playing a part and it wasn't him. So I asked him, who are you? And he described himself highlighting everything negative and leaving out his amazing traits. Well, when I helped him to rewind the tape he was playing in his head from descriptions he had heard about himself in the past, he was back on track and nothing stopped him from his goal. So our true self is who we really are when we let go of all the stories and the labels and the judgments that we place upon ourselves. It's who we are naturally, without the masks and the pretentiousness. So how do we figure this out? Well, here are a couple of steps to take to find out your own true story of you. The first is, get in touch with your inner child. Now, do you remember when you were little and everything and anything was a new adventure? We didn't care what anybody thought if we made a car or a rocket ship out of cardboard boxes. And having a tea party with your friends wearing crazy hats and adding stuffed animals to fill an empty seat will just give you another opportunity for conversation. 
But as adults, we look back at some of our pictures and think, that was so silly, and yet it was some of the best times we had. Now, someone posted that no matter how big and bad you are, when a child hands you a toy phone, you pick it up and talk. So what happened to those times when we were so carefree? Now, I'm not saying in the next meeting you should walk in wearing a crazy hat or a costume. I'm saying worry about what people will say or how they might judge you will end up being a waste of your time and a waste of your energy. In all my programs, I end each segment with, you're not like anyone else, you're way more awesome. So reach inside you and find that inner child that you lost somewhere. The second, become more aware of your thoughts. And have you heard that the one that says, instead of thinking about what you're missing, try thinking about what you have that everyone else is missing? The bottom line is negative attracts negative. It's the law of attraction. When you have positive thoughts that you begin your day with, you'll attract that behavior. No, I'm not talking about being Pollyanna. Just make sure that you're bringing in the good stuff more than the other stuff. When you feel something negative coming in, listen to it, but don't attach yourself to it. Be aware, but don't own it. From the time we're young children, we have some beliefs that we tend to own and live by, both positive and negative. Like when it comes to our relationship with money, we've heard money doesn't grow on trees and money's the root of all evil. And Why would we have a good relationship with money if that's what we're taught? What about hearing you're too picky or your personality is too strong or you're too intimidating? Those were my tapes, and I had to rewind and re-record to I'm selective. I attract people that like intelligent women, and, well, my personality is so strong that I like it and I wouldn't change that. But do you see the difference? And the third is follow your intuition. This is especially true with women. Our intuition is considered our sixth sense. When you ignore it, it will come around and bite you. I've ignored my intuition on several occasions, and the outcome was not good. I followed on many occasions, and the outcome was amazing. You have to do what's important to you, and your intuition is your guide. Now, a few years ago, I started working with someone, and while initially I was excited about it, there were data points along the way that were raising red flags. And it only takes two to make a line, and the line will point you to a very predictable future. It only takes two. Now, my very strong intuition was flashing neon lights at me, and I chose to ignore it because I felt the need to please and be part of something. Well, the list went on and on. But unfortunately, my intuition won. A little later than it should have, but it did. And I have severed all ties, and I feel so much better and have recreated what I tried to do at a much higher level. When you follow these simple steps, you will see who you really are, what's important to you, and I would bet that your core values will be totally aligned with all your goals. And we'll definitely do a show about that topic, but let's just say that being authentic a.k.a. being yourself, should be your ultimate goal. You know, I saw this quote that I believe sums this all up. When you fully accept that you're the opportunity, the opportunity suddenly emerges from you. When you come back, you'll hear from my first expert that can help you discover who you are in a unique way. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on Tough Talk Radio, and we will be right back. Welcome to Take Action and Get Pro. They say everybody has a story. A special few have the gift of bringing stories to life. When you absolutely can't get your book from your head to the written page, you need the special services of a ghostwriter. You will be amazed at what happens when you leave the telling of your story to a writer with the ability to reach inside and capture joy and laughter and pain and transform it all into your words 
your raw emotions just waiting to explode into reality. When waiting to tell your story is no longer an option, trust a ghostwriter that can deliver on a promise. Shirley Carney is that writer you can trust. Contact Shirley at ShirleyWintersCarney at Yahoo.com or give her a call at 832-492-4088. If you know someone who wants the legal A-team on their side, have them call on Altenburn and Associates, the legal eagle today. David Altenburn is an experienced and recognized top lawyer in Houston who will put an eagle's eye to protecting the client's best interests at all times. For any personal injury, family law, or business law concern, Altenburn and Associates can help with our connections that count and make a difference for great results. We work hard for the justice our clients deserve, earning client trust and opponent respect, one case at a time. For legal help, call 281-904-6330 today. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you where you want to be? Do you believe that if you build it, they will come? Unfortunately, entrepreneurship doesn't work that way, and that's why you need to read Famous Isn't Enough. In this book, you'll find real-life situations and lessons learned. When all is said and done, there's nothing better than being your own boss. Remember, nothing just happens. You have to put in the work. Famous Isn't Enough is your roadmap. Get your copy today at www.famousisntenough.com. Welcome back to Selling in the Square with Judy Hoberman on Tough Talk Radio. Now remember, you can join our discussion by calling in to 347-989-1363 and just get on the show and join us. Okay, time to bring in my first guest, Lori Brucker, named LA's go-to stylist by the Los Angeles Times in 2012 and LA's best personal stylist by CBS in 2013 and LA's coolest stylist by 365 Hangers in 2014 Certified image consultant and motivational speaker, Lori of Lori B. Style LLC is all about everyday people dressing with their heart. She believes to live an inspired and desired life. All you need is a great self and an open mind. Lori brings 13 years of experience in the fashion industry to your closet, your home, and your heart by presenting styling techniques as a catalyst for personal growth and achievement. She's an apparel merchandising graduate of Indiana University and an image consulting graduate of the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. Lori has mastered her craft in the science of dress and the art of style. In 2011, she was handpicked as a leader in the styling industry to represent Stacey London from TLC's What Not to Wear in her exclusive style army. Through her one-on-one consulting work, Lori goes into closets across the country teaching people of all sizes and shapes to love their bodies and enjoy their clothes by designing unique, timeless, and confident personalized wardrobes. And beyond the closet, you can find Lori in the Los Angeles Times, New York Times, Huffington Post, Washington Post, ABC News, CBS News. You name it, she is there. So welcome (laughs) to the show, Lori. We are so excited to have you on here today. Thank you so much for having me. Isn't it funny when you listen to everything you've done, you think, like, did I really do all that? (laughs) That's exactly what just happened. I'm like, my smile is getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, oh, my God, that's really me. Yeah, that's you. So let's just jump right into the topic because I know you're yeah. a big expert in being yourself. So what does it mean to you to know who you are and be yourself? I think it really, you know, embodying who we are 
is is everything that empowers us. You know, it's uh, when we lose touch with who we are that we lose touch with everything around us. We lose touch with work. We lose touch with our personal life. And so really empowering who you are, being your most authentic self is like the key to changing life and growing and personal development selling in your career and finding love and it's um and I and I do that through wardrobe. So really like taking it's like the outside in, rediscovering who you are by finding a style that represents your most authentic self. So how does that actually fit into being yourself? Because you know, obviously as a stylist you know what looks good on people and what doesn't. But let's say let's start here first without having a stylist. Where does uh-huh. the wardrobe fit in, in being yourself? Well, I think that there's a lot of things. There's a, a lot of factors when you're building a look. And I, when I'm working with entrepreneurs and, and professionals, you know, we kind of look at a lot of factors such as what kind of industry you're in, um, the position you're in, how you want to be perceived by people, but then also merging who you are and staying yourself and staying true to that. Because you can be a very wildly creative person and wear lots of colors and be very vibrant. Um, that might not always work best in, a, in certain professional settings. So a lot of times being yourself when it comes to wardrobe is understanding exactly who you are and then merging that with what you need to be and how you need to be perceived in any given situation. So that's why I always call it style strategies because you strategically can style yourself so you are feeling like you're most you while also getting the most out of every situation you're in. Okay, so, you know, I told you before that I snoop around everybody's websites before they're yeah. on. And, and you have a philosophy that you say people first, style second. And it's all about getting back in touch with who we are at the core. So how does somebody actually do this? Other than, as we also chatted about, like scrubbing everything off you, but going down to bare nakedness and starting all over. How do you figure this out? Well, you know, I think, you know, Wardrobe is a very intimate experience. So when I'm working with clients, and especially when I'm standing in front of a closet, you know, we really go through each individual piece. A lot of times we talk about, you know, why that piece was purchased, why you are choosing to wear it over other pieces. And as through this discovery process, um, you kind of find these intimate details about, um, and I find them about my clients, and they start rediscovering who they are. Like, wow, you know what, I actually wear this piece because I've been feeling uncomfortable with my body because... I, I had a baby and I'm also working and I don't have time to take care of myself. And, and you know, I really just want to start taking care of myself again. I love to, you know, go to the park. I love, and you start, like, it, uncovering all of these things that are, you know, we're forgetting to do for ourselves in life. And then you start realizing what you love to do and who you are. Like, I even go through that myself. I, I recently, like, discovered I was working too hard and not taking care of myself. And I love working out. I love I love going to yoga. And I'm starting to add ease into my wardrobe that's a little bit more relaxed and luxurious because it gives me that feeling of being like taking, you know, feeling silky fabrics or even comfortable fabrics because it reminds me of being um, in that space. So I kind of started merging what I love into how I wear my clothes. And then when you start feeling like it's you, you become more confident in your choices and who you are. So do you ever find that, you know, you, you wear an outfit and it's like uh-huh. you look great in it and everything went amazingly well. And so every time you wear this, you have a different feeling about anything. And does that, does that happen to you and to a lot of your clients? And so therefore, would you pick a certain outfit or two that just makes you feel like a million dollars and just change your whole attitude and wear it? 
Yeah, well, you know, I always um, it's I, everyone has like the occasion dress, like that per, that perfect like shift dress that they always like their power dress. They wear it to the meeting. They wear it to you know to book a new client. I always say like, why wait? Save it for that occasion. Like you should just wear it on a Tuesday. There's there's no reason to not be feel that empowered with your wardrobe every day. You know, we all mm-hmm. keep those things for something. And I always feel like, why wear the things that don't make us feel that way every day? And I clean out closets often and and coach, uh, you know, women, even on Skype. And it's really interesting to see what we're holding on to that doesn't make us feel that way, yet we choose to do it because we're comfortable there, even though we want to be doing something different. But I think that idea of, like, change and getting uncomfortable with doing something a little outside of your norm is what, you know, stops people. I have this um, this saying, you know, you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. You really have Mm -hmm. to try wear that occasion dress on a Tuesday to Starbucks and then go to Target after and like rock it, you know, and kind of get used to embodying who you are. That is you. You can be that empowered every day. Right. It's like sitting in your dining room when there's not a special occasion just to have dinner because it's a pretty place and we never use it. So it's just right. like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like that. As we both know, like many times women go with whatever the style is, and in the 70s mm-hmm. and the 80s it was dressing like a man. So they can compete mm-hmm. with men in a certain position. Now, of course, mm-hmm. there are women that just wear whatever style is there, whether it looks good on them or not. So how can you help women to be themselves, to be professional, yet still show their femininity? That's such a, such a good question because I think so many women – that's why I love selling in the skirt. I'm like, yes, you can be fabulous in the skirt. Being, like, I feel like an empowered woman, like, the most empowering thing about a woman is being a woman, and that's one of the things most women lose touch with over time in business and in life. So adding femininity is, can be as simple as changing up the colors in what you're wearing, the fabric choices that you're wearing, you know, any type of, like, flowing fabric, like a a silk chiffon or a georgette, you know, sort of doing, like, the, you know, the like the cotton stretch button-down collared shirt that's very, like, classic professional, switching that out for a chiffon button-down shirt. So you're getting, like, the strength of the button-down and the edges of the collar and at the same time the softness and the femininity of the fabric. So there's little things you can do like that. Even adding color into your wardrobe, a lot of women lose touch with how much they love color and how much fun color can be when getting dressed. So whether it's adding a silk scarf into your look or instead of going with the navy and the blue or the white and the black, you know, picking a peach, picking a purple, picking out colors, and then even adding in a, a fun shoe. Most women feel like shoes, we go black, we think of black suit, black shoe. Why can't you do leopard? You can. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You could do red. Something that makes you feel feminine and sassier. When you embody being a woman that you are, that is the most empowering thing. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you've also trademarked a word called style powerment. I love when people make up their own words and then own Thank it. you. <laughs> so talk to us about style powerment. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's exactly what we're talking about. It's the idea that really embodying your own confidence style is empowering. It's something that, you know, when you feel like we all go through our closets. Everyone has something. Like I always say, like, confronting your closet. You know, you go in there and you – there's memories of this one piece and there's a negative feeling that comes attached to it and we still hold on to it. And, you know, we have all these, like, feelings that come with our wardrobe. It's a very intimate space for all of us. 
Um, but when we clear all up that mess and really wear and embody the pieces that we feel amazing in, I mean, every day you should be wearing something that makes you feel amazing because if you are having a bad experience getting dressed, your whole day is off, and we all know it. We feel it. When you don't like what you're wearing, that's all you can think about. And then you're sitting in the meeting and being like, oh, my goodness, I hope they don't notice that this is like this because you're feeling overly insecure about it. You know, so when you are so secure with the choices you're making, you love the pieces that you're wearing, you feel great in them, you could change the world in that feeling. I mean, we, we can, it, we, I always feel like women uh, could be everything if they only believed in themselves. So I think wardrobe is a really huge part of that. And style empowerment is the idea that, like, you have it believing in your style, loving who you are, accepting your body, wearing clothes that make you feel fantastic that are right for you can empower your life. And that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Okay, so we all know that when you have a stylist, they, you know, one of the, the fun activities, which is very intimidating, is when you come into someone's closet. And I don't know about you, but, you know, it's almost like when you have somebody that's going to clean your house first, you clean your house. So people go yeah. in and clean their closet before you walk in. But you yeah. talk about <laughs> that you found that there are five fashion fixes that every closet and its owner needs to be unique, timeless, and confident. So without sharing everything, can you give us, you know, like the top one or two? Yes. Well, I have these, I have a list of what I call Lori's modern must-haves. And they're the items that I feel that every closet should have. Um, you know, everything from like a structured blazer to the, what I call the empowered dress. So it's really the dress that fits perfectly on you. It doesn't have to be, it's like what's right for your body type. But, you know, the thing about all of wardrobe in general, especially for women who haven't updated their wardrobe in a long time, is fit. That is the most important thing right now to address and look at in your closet. If your clothes are not fitting you well, they're falling off the shoulders, maybe they're too big, maybe they're too tight, whatever that is for you, when the clothes fit you improperly, it actually sends off a message that you either haven't been taking care of yourself or that you haven't updated in a while or, you know, there's, it, it sends off these subliminal messages. When your wardrobe fits you with tailoring, whether you spend a million bucks on it or not, people perceive that as confident. They perceive that as, um, you know, uh, authoritative. They perceive that as someone who's doing well in business. So, you know, if you're looking at your closet, I think the most important thing would be to try everything on and does it really fit you? And then question you should ask, this is a very simplified form of how to clean out a closet, does it make you feel fantastic? If you can say, it does fit me great and I feel amazing in this piece, those are keepers. And those are the pieces you should be wearing all the time. Okay, so so do you take that and you put that into the 30-minute uh, style discovery session that you offer people, or is that something totally different that you offer to go through this well, that particular exercise? Well, we definitely touch upon that. You know, in a 30-minute free discovery uh, session with me, for me it's really about understanding the where, you know, we're talking about people first, style second, like really understanding the person and who they are, what their stories are, what their challenges are, what their insecurity is. So really, I have a questionnaire that everyone fills out ahead of time that kind of goes through, you know, what am I most secure about in my body? What am I least secure about? You know, and how do people want, how do I want people to perceive me? We talk about all these uh, in, instances in, in, in their lives, and then I can really start breaking down, okay, well, you want to be perceived as this. Well, let's talk about how to do that right now really quickly or 
you know, you're not feeling confident. Well, why is that? And then maybe, you know, someone will say they've gained weight and they don't know how to dress that makes them feel sexy or like a woman, and then they don't feel confident. So we really talk about, you know, adding belts and having a little bit more fun with their wardrobe, just like jumping right into all the the many solutions that can be fixed by, by conversation. I do find that it's when you really get into the closet, you know, and we really start getting into the nitty-gritty that really the magic happens. So it's really a great introductory session to get your, your mind, your juices flowing on it. I think that it's scary. I think that it's intimate. And, you know, the 30-minute is a warm-up to really seeing the possibility and that everything really can be possible for you, and that's what we discovered through that. Awesome. Okay, so I know that working with a stylist is an amazing experience, and yet some women dismiss it, either because they think it's out of their budget or they think uh-huh. they really need one. So give me your best 30-second elevator speech to encourage women that are listening to not only get more information from you, but to find out what they could gain from working with you. Absolutely. You can gain total and life empowerment. It's that feeling that you can take over the world. And that starts with you confronting your closet. So as a personal stylist, when I come in, we really get down to the depth of what is in you and what you should be representing yourself as because that is, as a professional, your visual business card, representing who you are to the world and telling the world how amazing you are. You can do that with wardrobe, and I can do that with you because it's really coaching you through it teaching you the tools so that you are empowered to do it on your own. So that's, you know, everything at Lori B. Style is all about style empowerment. I want to teach you the tools so that you feel empowered knowing you're doing the right thing every day. That in itself is empowering, knowing that you made the right decision, and that is what my gift to everyone is. I want to teach everybody and the women to feel empowered and feminine every day. And you can do that with your clothes. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Like, it's a visual business card. I think that's awesome. Okay, it's now, so I Thank you. Times, yeah, exciting times that you're in the process of writing a book called The 12 Steps of Style. So when is it going to be available? What is it going to cover? And why should we all go out and buy it or pre-buy it before it's even ready? Yes. Well, you know, it's been such an interest. Writing a book is like birthing a baby. It's been a very uh, incredible journey. Um, I actually, I finished the book and I was going to self-publish and uh, someone said to me, why don't you look at actually getting it published? And this afternoon, I'm actually meeting with my new book agent. So I'm so excited to start the journey of moving into an actual publisher and getting it into stores. The 12 Steps of Style is uh, a DIY style book. So, you know, as I said, I'm all about teaching tools. This is your take this book home and do it at home. So every step has a task. It's breaking down exactly the elements of style from beginning to end, everything from how to organize your closet. We talk about why, and we, me, myself, and I, um, the, the royal eye, um, uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, we talk about cleaning out your closet, and then it tells you why it's important and why we get challenged by it, and then how you actually do it, and there's a checklist. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. So you get to learn how to do that on your own. And it covers everything from how to find your best fit, what is your body shape, to color, to how to wear pattern, to how to find your pattern piece. 
And it even talks about, you know, a little bit of the inside, really believing in yourself. And my last chapter um, is all about karma. So it's really about putting uh, good karma into the world that actually brings back great karma in your life. So I, uh, it really covers so many topics. And it's something that every woman needs. We all need to just know that we're doing the right thing when we're getting dressed. Every woman does feel some form of insecurity and questions. I want to empower women. They don't have to question anything anymore. That they can take this book and say, "Oh, I'm going to try this with my game, this color game today." In the color chapter, there's a color blocking mm-hmm. game, and it's called Color by Numbers. And you pick how many numbers you'd like to color with today, and then it teaches you how to make an outfit with that, and how to find colors that work best together for you. So it's really um. It's, it's everything in my head and everything I teach the clients in a book that is easy, affordable, and um, you can do it at home. And when do you think it's going to be available? I believe it will be definitely, it's definitely a 2015. So I'm, I'm hoping by the fall of 2015. So that is a, that's a to be determined. So. Okay. So yeah. if my listeners want to learn more about what you do, how to stay in contact with you when your book is ready, where should they go? Yes, yeah, so you can go to loribystyle.com. I encourage you to please sign up for my newsletter. I put them out every two weeks with inspiring words and deep thoughts and, and uh, ways to get empowered with your own wardrobe. Um, and, yeah, everything is Lori B. Style from every social media standpoint through my website. So that is, that is me and I am everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, and what do you want to leave my listeners with today? What do you want to tell them so they feel either more empowered or they don't hide behind clothes that don't fit or that don't work for them? What, what should they know? I, I think that's exactly, that's actually very true. It's, um, I think they should know that, you know, you don't have to hide behind your wardrobe. That wardrobe, we use wardrobe to uh, mask our feelings, our insecurities. Uh, but the truth is when you learn what's best for you as an individual uh, for, for your personality and your body, you can actually change your whole life when you embody who you really are through your clothes and learn the tools to do it on your own. It's actually very easy. That's the surprising part. Awesome. Well, Lori, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I know you're busy, and I know you're in demand, and I just I love this information, and I'm grateful that you thank shared you. so much with the listeners. And I can't wait to hear how we can do this again soon. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. All right, you take care. All right, bye-bye. And we're going to take a break to make sure we thank our sponsors, The Report for Women, an important resource for women in business. Check them out at www.thereportforwomen.com. Subscription is free, and just save it in your favorite places because the report will automatically update on a regular basis. Now, if you're ready to watch your business get some great buzz, become one of our sponsors. Go to www.sellinginaskirtwithjudyhoberman.com, click on the Sponsor tab, and watch your business soar. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on Tough Talk Radio, and we will be right back. Did you know that an estimated 52 million Americans listened to Internet radio in the last month? Or that weekly Internet radio audience has increased 60% over the last year? And that more than 8 in 10 people are online from any location? Tough Talk Radio Network is a company dedicated to providing a platform that allows opportunities for guests, hosts, and sponsors to market themselves to the internet radio media where they can be heard by millions. To find out how Tough Talk Radio Network can help you, go to toughtalkradionetwork.com. Are you one of those people who deal with issues that life throws at you on a daily basis? 
then you need to tune into Life's Issues to hear Lloyd Rosen get the answers to those nagging problems. Begin to turn your life into that positive journey you've always wanted. You've always had the ability. Now get the information to complete the journey. Tune in every Thursday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Central Time to hear Lloyd ask the questions that get the answers you are looking for. Lloyd wants to help those that are dealing with life's issues. Check out Lloyd's blog at LloydRosen.com for more information about daily problems. Are you a sales professional stuck in a rut? Are you a sales manager trying to direct women in your company? In her book, Selling in a Skirt, Judy Hoberman offers invaluable and proven insights into how gender differences can affect sales outcomes and the tools and strategies to drive real results in today's marketplace. Judy offers a suite of workshops, seminars, and coaching programs that complement her highly successful book. Her 30 years in sales have given her both the knowledge and a sense of humor about the gender differences that we should all understand and embrace instead of feeling unable to communicate. Judy's humorous stories about how men and women sell, manage, recruit, and supervise differently will enlighten you in learning how both genders can support each other's successes in a more productive way. Find out more by going to sellinginaskirt.com. Welcome back to Selling in the Skirt with Judy Hoberman on Tough Talk Radio. Now, this is the time that I remind you about social media. The best way to stay connected is to connect with us. So simply like us on Facebook at Selling in a Skirt and Tough Talk Radio. You can be my friend on Facebook at Judy Hoberman. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at Selling in a Skirt. And you can use the hashtag Selling in a Skirt and Skirt Wisdom as well. And don't forget that all my shows are on iTunes, so simply go to sellinginaskirtwithjudyhoberman.com and click on the icon. Okay, it's time to bring in my next amazing guest, Dorothy Martin Neville. Beginning life in an orphanage and moving on from there to becoming a Catholic nun, an international airline stewardess, a psychotherapist, a wife, a mother, a divorcee, founder of the Institute of Learning and Holistic Healthcare, graduate professor, clinical instructor at a medical school, author, international speaker, frequent TV and radio guests, and so much more, transition and following her dreams has been a way of life. Consequently, she has learned the pitfalls, the ups and the downs of that stage of life, a stage that we all go through, for most of us, far more than once. She says that recognizing transition as a state of freedom rather than panic permits us to see that it really is simply the first step in following your next dream and becoming more of who you are meant to be. So welcome to the show, Dorothy. This is going to be a fun second half of the show, and I know you're bracing for some interesting weather, so thanks for taking the time to join us. <laughs> you're so welcome. Yes, we're waiting for 30, 36 inches of snow coming in. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> so we're talking about today about who are you and why it's important to be yourself. So tell me in your own words, why is it important to know who you are and simply just be yourself? It's important for so many reasons. One, when you truly know who you are and you have permission to be that person, you will have your physical health. Um, living, living who you are not only makes your life full, it connects you to your spiritual purpose. And so it's, it's, it's one of the most important things in life, I truly believe, is, is that endless discovery, constantly learning more and more about who you are. And I believe we do that by every dream we follow. Absolutely. Now, you talk about anything is possible, and after reading where you've come from and everything you've done, which is like the who's who's of every kind of industry and profession, 
how important is it to set goals that you can achieve to become who you will really want to be? Because as you said, anything is possible. But more importantly, setting goals for yourself and not for someone else. You've got to you've got to set the goals for yourself. You don't have the right to set them for anybody else. They need permission to define their own life the way they want it to go. Setting goals for yourself it's it's so important to have a long term vision. Most importantly here, rather than who you want to do, who do you want to be? Having a long term vision of who do you want to be, how do you want to grow as as a woman, as as an individual. Get that down. Once you have that down, the venue in which you do that is secondary. And what you discover, I think, the longer you're doing whatever you're doing, it continuously transitions. Your dreams shift and grow and go in so many different directions. But if each shift is a transition into the next dream of your life, you end up becoming more and more who you're meant to be. You end up becoming more and more of you, which makes life so much more enjoyable, so much more relaxing, and yet invigorating and and just filled with purpose. Okay, but what happens, Dorothy, when when you're born into a family where they have all the goals set for you? Like you don't even have an option to making your own goals; you have to follow theirs. How do you how do you become yourself if if it's already in you know some kind of a format? This is what you're going to be, and this is how you're going to do it, and this is where you're going next. Well, there's two things I would say about that. One is I don't know they were ever forced to do it. We may be pressured, but we've mm-hmm. always got. You know, are you willing to pay the price? If your family is truly wanting to force you into a position you don't want, you don't need to do it. The issue is you have to be willing to pay the price of not doing it. And if you don't have that inner strength or at the moment a vision of where you would rather go, so following in the expected family line is is going to work easiest for you, do so. But how can you bring your flavor to it? How can you bring who you are to that job, to that role, to that business, whatever it may be, that is expected of you? Because that unique quality is what's going to make it so rich. Right. No, I, I agree with that. So so tell me the difference. You know, we're talking about, you know, that dreams and we're talking about goals. What's the difference between a dream and a goal? A goal is something that is um, much smaller. I don't care if the goal is to make a million dollars before I die. A goal is a very narrow, specific agenda. Mm-hmm. A dream is something so much more inclusive. It's so much greater. It encompasses such an extreme amount of personal growth in every element of your life. If my goal is to, say, make a million dollars next year, and my whole focus is on the money, my whole focus is on how much I made this week, this month, however I want to do that this quarter, and that's my whole focus, and I'm just going for it, you tend to lose focus and everything else in your life. When you're pursuing a dream, you're becoming more and more alive. When you become more and more alive, you develop skill sets you didn't know you had. You develop a way of being in relationship with yourself and with others you didn't know was possible. And you truly come to see the world in a very different place because a dream is about evolution. 
it's a very different uh, motivator. So is that what you mean when you say that dreams are our soul's way of calling us to become everything we were meant to be? Every single step of the way. Um, just looking at back over a piece of, of my book, because I, but I've got, you know, thousands of people that I could look that I've worked with over the years. But my dream was to live in a tenement. I thought that living in the tenement would be the epitome of wealth. Growing up in the housing projects where many, many families live on one floor, the thought of living in a tenement where one family had an entire floor, I just couldn't imagine such wealth. So that was my dream going up. Even though I was going to have 20 children, we were going to live in this three-bedroom apartment that was all on one floor and all ours. Having that dream kept me focused on really achieving its goal, doing what needed to be done, hanging on street corners but not getting caught, not getting sent up, not going to reform school. I had a goal in my mind. I had a dream I wanted. And it was not just getting the attendance, but the whole family the bigger picture of everything that that goal would have supported, it would have supported, the goal would have supported the dream. But staying so focused on that, that by the time I was ready, if you will, from that that world, I graduated from high school in May, by June I was ready to achieve all that, I realized I had, one, learned to be so focused, I had learned that I could really achieve anything I really set out to, that I realized I wanted even more. Living there was fine, but I wanted even more. And that dream meant college. And when college wasn't possible, because my father wouldn't send me to school, and a nursing school was my second choice, wasn't possible because I went to an unaccredited inner city school, and therefore I could not go to nursing school because my school was unaccredited. It, it just, again, it wasn't just the goal of college. It was the life. It was so mm-hmm. much more. And so eventually just kept finding it, you know, that when you when you can keep that, keep a dream in mind, that dream leads you to the next one. It takes you to another whole level of being. It takes you, it, you become so much more evolved. You develop skills and strengths you didn't know you were missing. Right. And when you do that, the woman who, like a child who wants to become a teacher, she applies to colleges where she can get a teaching degree gets that teaching degree, by the time she graduates from college and she's in the classroom, I realize she doesn't like teaching. And and I've had them say to me, oh, my God, I made a mistake. I picked the wrong dream. No, you didn't. This girl now at 22 isn't the girl at 18. You have grown and changed and evolved through those years at school. Now you're here. It's like you've climbed a mountain. You're at another plateau. Where do you want to go next? You have a vista you never would have had at 18. Now you get to see a much greater world, a much greater sense of who you are and who you can become and what's possible. So now you're simply ready for the next dream. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Okay. So tell, talk to me about the fact that many women only have permission for half a dream. And it, is it because we put everything and everyone in before us? We're raised with that expectation. Many women, are, many girls are raised to be the kind, gentle, loving ones, the generous ones in the family. They're raised to be the thoughtful ones in the family. And so what happens is by the time they become women, they've been conditioned and used to, and obviously this is a generalization, but they've been used to and conditioned to making sure everybody else is happy first, making sure everything is taken care of, 
And then with whatever time, resources, or energy you have left, now is there something you want to do? And usually you have very little time because the next demands are coming, whatever they may be, for some, from somebody else. So it really ends up looking at truly loving somebody means really allowing them to see who you are. And until you know who you are, you don't even have a self to propose to them. Mm-hmm. That if we really want to be in an honest relationship with somebody as women, we need to find the time to truly be who we are. We need to have permission to discover who all that is. And once we discover, all right, I want to love people, but I also want to be loved because of who I am, not just because of what I can do for somebody. Right, right, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to give you permission to be very selfish for a moment, and I want you to give a plug for yourself about what you do to help women get out of their own way and be their best. Well, I can give you a generalization because different women get in their own way differently. But what I would start by doing is finding out how is it that she betrays herself, how is it that she gives herself away. And whether it's to a parent, to a child, to a partner, whatever it may be, where does she have room for her in her life? And more often than not, she'll tell me that she doesn't really, but she gets great joy in helping everybody else. And so I will just look at, if you got such great joy, then why are you here talking to me? <laughs> okay. You're here going through a coaching series or a coaching session because there's something that's missing, because there's something wrong, something that isn't working in your life that you want to have working. So let's look at what it is that brought you in. And more times than not, it's a sense of emptiness inside or there's something missing or um, a woman said to me yesterday, I'm in my mid-50s and I don't remember the last time I felt my mojo. It's like it disappeared someplace. Let's look at where it disappeared. When was the last time you felt alive? Let's go back and look at the last time you felt alive that you really felt like you. Not all the roles you played, but that you felt like you. When was that last time? When I can support somebody going back and rediscovering that, then they can begin to remember what it feels like to be alive. Once you can remember what it feels like to be alive, we're halfway there. Now it's what do we need to do to support you in living there? What needs to change in your life to support you feeling this sense of aliveness as a way of being rather than as an oddity? And for every woman, that's different. Right, and that's actually, I was reading one of your blogs about continuously evolving, and it's all about that. So um, I was, I actually had pulled out a passage from that because I thought it was, it made so much sense about when you haven't felt alive, like what do you do to feel alive again? So I, you know, I think that's that's pretty important, and it's interesting that you had somebody that just came in and said that. Yeah, literally yesterday. Hmm. Okay, so let's switch gears just a moment. You, you, your first book that you wrote was called "Dreams Are Only the Beginning: Becoming Who You Are Meant to Be." So we all know writing a book is not the easiest thing. It could be, you know, something that you love to do. I mean, I've written some books. Our first guest, Laurie, said it was like birthing a baby. What made you sit down and write it, and and why? I had um, been in practice at that point probably about 15, 20 years as a therapist, as a psychotherapist. 
and I had opened up a school. I had a four-year program for 19 years teaching integrative health care to physicians, nurses, occupational therapists, and so forth. And um, so often they would say, you should write a book. You should write a book. You should tell your story. You should tell your story and inspire other people. You should tell your story and let people know that anything is possible. And after years of hearing that, I finally said, okay, I had left my, dropped my son off at college at Cornell and drove home sobbing and decided I wanted a major change, and, and the change I chose was to leave the country. I moved to Anguilla in the British West Indies for 10 years. And so when I was on Anguilla, I sat there and thought, what can I do? What is my give back? And I remembered that request for the book and thought I'm now at a point in my life where I can see the power of all the dreams I've had and the, trans- the support and transition and the gifts they gave me. And so I chose to sit down at that point in time and and write my life story, which is the backdrop of the book, you know, from the orphanage to the housing projects to the street gangs and, and so forth, um, and all the way up, and write that story as a backdrop, but the main message being look at every one of these dreams each one built on the next without even recognizing it. I went in high school and I learned French from an Irish nun of the Brogue and, and spent much of the time in detention because I thought it was hysterical and I would laugh at the whole thing. But when I ended up joining Religious Life, the only community in the entire world that would accept an illegitimate child was a French-Canadian community. So here I took a little bit of French that I learned in high school, moved to Quebec, and was able to understand at least rudimentary what some of the sisters were saying. And mm. then when I eventually left religious life, I applied to become an international airline stewardess. And when I was in religious life, Mother Superior decided to send me to college. So then I went and um, left religious life and went wanted to become an international airline stewardess and you needed a college education. I wouldn't have had that previously. And you also needed two languages. So the journey beforehand prepared me. So in writing the book, it's look at what happens in your lives. Look at the journey you've walked so far. How has it prepared you for where you are today? And what is this preparing you for in your future? Because it is, even if you don't see it. Well, I mean, you know, I think that when you write the book out, that's part of a dream as well. You know, I've always dreamed of having my name in print and writing a book, and I, and I did it, and it was wonderful. And, and I did I do it again? I did. So, I, you know, I compliment you and, and applaud you for doing it, and I'm hoping that everybody goes out and gets a copy of it as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I've loved it. I've gotten, you know, really wonderful, wonderful feedback and how it has supported people having permission to go claim their lives and live their dreams, which is why I ended up writing three more books. You know, if we can do something that gives people permission to come alive, we're all in this together. I'm more than willing to do that. Absolutely. Now, I know you have um, your next six-week virtual program, The Seize the Dream for Professional Women, and it begins the end of February. Can you tell our listeners about it and what they can hope to get from it? It's um, a six-week program called Seizing the Dream, and it really is for professional women. This series is for professional women. And it is about really looking at what are the dreams in your life. And many of us talk about dreams we have, but we've never really applied ourselves to making them happen. And some of us have achieved our dreams, 
and yet it's almost like we made it to the finish line and now we stop but not getting the richness from it that we thought we would be getting. So the six weeks is really walking you through the first week, recognizing what's in the way of achieving that dream or living that dream the way you want to live it. What's happening to you that has you stuck? That What are the messages you're getting? What are the messages you're giving yourself? And go mm-hmm. through the different steps of looking at the different fears that hold us back, especially as women, that hold us back from achieving where it is we want to go and what it is we want to do. And different steps that take you through and there, there's testimonials throughout the page on my website, and they can read and see what it's done for some others. But it really helps you clearly define your dream, look at the action steps you need to take to make it happen, and supporting you in, in getting going. And some, within six weeks, amazingly can achieve that dream. Some have come so far that finishing it up is just axiomatic. They've done all the work already. Now they just need to complete it. So each person goes through it in their own way. But the six weeks are really about allowing you to know the exact steps that I've taken and so many of those I've worked with have taken to achieve what they wanted to achieve and get where they want to go for the next stage. And it's only Mm -hmm. the next stage. Who knows what it's leading them to after that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can our listeners connect with you to make sure that they get information about the program and information about your book and everything else? Read your blog. They can write, they can go to my website, askdrdorothy.com, askdrdorothy.com, and sign up for my newsletter if they choose to do that, and they will get a number of free gifts in doing so. My books are all on my website, and there's also at the Dream Store a whole series of, of products, and this Seize the Dream series is one of those products that they can go and take a look at. I'll describe it in much more detail. Awesome. Okay, so quickly before we run out of time, what do you want to leave our listeners with today? That life is only beginning. It doesn't matter what stage they are at, whether they are 20 or 70. It's just beginning. We have so much more life in us, and the next stage is just beginning, wherever you are. I just think that letting women know nothing is impossible if they are willing to pay the price and more times than not, the price is changing your self-image. The biggest price we have to pay to become everything we're meant to be is being willing to change our self-image and awesome. continuously grow into a new one. That's great. And so, yeah, between you and Lori, we, we're talking about, you know, being finding yourself, changing your image, and just being who you're supposed to be. So I want to thank you, Dorothy, so much for sharing the mic with me today. I am looking forward to continuing our conversations on a regular basis, and I hope that you do well in this wonderful weather you're getting. Oh, thank you so much. Just another adventure on the journey. Yeah, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you. And we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to wrap the show up with a few ideas on how to be yourself. This is Selling in the Skirt with Judy Holberman on Tough Talk Radio, and we will be right back. So you think you're tough, tough enough for Tough Talk with Tony Gambone? Tony knows how to dish it out. Can you take it? Tony Gambone is a communicator, mentor, and entrepreneur whose tough style and generous spirit quickly garnered recognition in many a competitive arena. Now he's bringing his intelligence and knowledge to you as a hard-hitting radio talk show host and thought leader. Tune in and see for yourself. Tough Talk with Tony Gambone. It's a sure thing. To find out more, go to Tough Talk with Tony 
TonyGambone.com. Join Dr. Alan Simberg and his guests every Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Life-Changing Insights. Life-Changing Insights is a show dedicated to providing its listeners with self-improvement information that has a positive effect on an individual's mental, physical, and spiritual being, as well as unresolved relationship issues. For more information or to be a guest on Life-Changing Insights, go to Life-Changing Insights with Dr. Alan Simberg.com. Life-Changing Insights, every Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Tough Talk Radio Network. Join Judy Hoberman on her radio show, Selling in a Skirt, Mondays at noon central, for exciting discussions about challenges for women in today's society. The talk is about women in business, work and life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communication. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on the Tough Talk Radio Network is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Listen live on Mondays at noon by going to Selling in a Skirt with JudyHoberman.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on Tough Talk Radio. So let's close the show out with a few tips on discovering yourself. First, find yourself and define yourself on your terms. Most importantly, accept yourself first. Find the time to learn upon what you value and think about the choices you've made. What do you want to do? And, of course, what don't you want to do? It may take a little while to figure this out, but it's so worth it. Second, in finding your values, don't be surprised if some of them seem to conflict with each other. Work through those conflicts so you can see what's the most true to your beliefs and values. There are different values that you'll have at different parts in your life, so those conflicts can change as well. Third, Stop looking in the rearview mirror. You need to look forward and go forward. Since there might have been situations that have given you a label that you may not have chosen, but you've earned everything is a lesson. So forgive yourself and accept the choices and mistakes you've made and grow from them. There was a reason for those choices. So think about why it didn't work the way you wanted to, but don't overthink it and stop being productive. Fourth, never stop looking for your own strengths. Work with them, and if possible, outsource those weaknesses that you're still responsible for. Don't compare yourself to someone else because things seem to come easy for them. You need to remember who you are and what makes you amazing. And fifth, relax. What's the worst that can happen? If you can, bring in some humor to take the stress off those, some of those situations and let people see that you're human. Sometimes you can turn those situations into something funny. It's great to share it, a laugh with others, and don't take yourself too seriously. I always laugh at myself in somewhat ridiculous situations. Not ones that are hurtful, though, because we still are human. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. I thank you all for tuning in every Monday at noon central where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Make sure you stay connected with us, and remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next week, this is Selling in the Skirt with Judy Hoberman on Tough Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. A special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com.